Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those between unaffiliated. Happy April Fool's Day. Not that this has anything to do with this plot, I guess, or this commentary that we have for you tonight or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. But here we are once again, as as he would say, uh, continuing with this. Okay, what is this called exactly? Like, so you know how four films is a tetralogy? What is what is like 10? Is it just Sega by that point? Like, what is what does it become yeah. like a Sega? I think they started calling it a Sega with the ninth one or Saga. Okay. But I also, I don't just mean like with Fast and Furious. I just mean like if any franchise gets to like nine films or 10 films, like, is it just called like a Sega by that point? I think so. I think okay. so. Because like, yeah, it's not, it was, the, it was the Star Wars trilogy like back in the day when there wasn't any prequels. And then it became like, I guess you could call it like a sextology, right? Maybe. Oh, I don't. I guess. Yeah. I guess you just wouldn't use it. Anyways, we're here with Fast and Furious. Thank goodness you're gonna put the um, the appropriate date or the year it came out in, because that'll yeah. be helpful. Because there's no. See what they did there? There's no the. Yeah. Real clever. And instead of putting an and, they put the and sign. I believe. Yes, the symbol instead of the uh, instead of instead of like you know the letters. So that yeah. really differentiates. Even though they could have just, I guess, I don't know, called it 4. Well, only not 4. I guess it's in the title. But I guess they couldn't call it F4 or else, you know, that would have been legal infringements. But still, <laughs> copyright infringements. Yeah, they could have been like Fast and the Furious Refueled or something. So it's kind of a reboot in a way. You know? Yeah, or something with 4. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Forever. But I guess we can jump into discussing all that as we as we jump through the discussion. So are you at the old, uh, old timestamp zero? Yes, I am right now. So if everybody would please get their legally or illegally purchased digital or physical copies to Timestamp Zero. And please press play right now. I'm seeing the sunrise over our our wonderful planet here, planet Earth. Again, spoilers, nothing, uh, no fancy stuff like in uh, Too Fast, Too Furious this time where they're playing with the logo. I always like it when they do that. Yeah, this is 2009, I believe, and everything's played down. Everything's taking a big change. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, they're really getting away from the cheese, and we have this other logo here. Original film. Okay, that looks like the Marvel Studios logo. Can I just say that? Like, or font, sorry. Yeah, I can see it. Huh. Hacks! I'm just kidding. Yeah, we open up here with another big kind of tanker chase scene. Except instead of the end, we're starting with it with... Or I guess they started with it in the first movie, too. So, is this a reboot, or is this a... <laughs> Goodness gracious, they're doing uh, The Force Awakens, but, like, before the before that, or before all that. Yeah, this definitely feels like it's in reboot territory. Absolutely. And this was the same year that uh, they called it a remake, but it wasn't with uh, Friday the 13th, 2009. Which was also just a, a reboot, and I guess you could also say, well, you know, Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek, exactly. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe this was the start of the reboot era. Which is funny, given who directs this. Oh yeah, Justin Lin. Yep, yeah, back again. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I could call him a Star Trek alum, but definitely a Trekkie. Yeah, and we're we're starting up with a yeah, a pretty different chase scene, but returning to some of the crew we've seen before. We see Dom back and Letty and Han makes her appearance. So this is clearly uh, 
Yeah, pre-Tokyo Drift. Takes place before Tokyo Drift, even though this is 2009, and that was clearly 2005. Or yeah. six, whatever that was. So, anachronisms here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they give us some like more dated cards here to try to fool us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, when we see cell phones eventually, I don't know, like, like in this film, excuse me, I don't know if, like, I guess you'd say, like, eh, maybe it's the same year. <laughs> it's like, it's it's a 2000, it's set in 2009, although probably filmed between, like, 2007 and 8, and it's, like, trying to showcase something from 2004. Yeah. It definitely doesn't feel like, does, does it not feel like 2004, though? No, it definitely doesn't. And film-wise, it looks quite different than the previous ones, especially considering the ones with uh, that early crew, Fast 2 and uh, the first one. Can I just say she's... Uh, Letitia here is taking a risk without wearing safety goggles, because I definitely probably would if I'm applying yeah. what I'm assuming is liquid nitrogen. Oh, taking a lot of risks, yeah. I, okay, fair enough. I, I, I see the irony of me only saying that, but, but yeah. still. Oh, and speaking of which, I guess, you know... You know, it's 2009, and there's another film she's probably in. Oh, yes, Avatar this same year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. where, uh, well, she has a similar fate to that one. Hey, spoilers. No, I'm just, no, just kidding. Uh, that's what I, yeah, 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 and you know, exactly. I guess, you know, spoilers for our Avatar talk, but I mean, we already did that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but what do you think about this crew that we see here at the start? We have these two uh, Spanish guys here or Latino guys. I don't know their names. I didn't write those down. Yeah, neither did I. I don't remember. Yeah. They're they have they've like cool like they're they they seem like cool dudes and they I guess have enough character, but spoilers, they don't they're not in this film until the very end. And I mean like literally till like the very end. Yeah. We see him here and then they kind of bookend it. And I don't think this uh this other lady because uh, we have Letty as part of their crew and then this other yeah. woman, I don't know her name. Han's girlfriend. Han's girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we see her again, and we, she wasn't in Tokyo Drift, so she's kind of a one-off here, unless she shows up in the other films. Uh, you know, he's part, she, she's, you know, par for, or she's part of um, Han's harem. Yeah, and again, uh, I guess uh, Dom didn't learn his lessons from the first Fast and the Furious when everything went wrong, and, you know, they almost, some folks ended up almost dying during that final, uh, uh, theft scene he's taking even more risks here it seems like this is a very dangerous thing that he's putting letty in the middle of and yeah it just i think it's almost a bad look it's like like wow you, you really didn't learn your lesson it would seem that even though i i assume that him and letty and uh leon and vincent all skip well whether he we still don't know what happened to vince like we're uh or nor Leon, so uh, we're kind of in the dark with all those guys. But yeah. uh, we assume, well, you know, knowing what we know now is that they made it to Mexico, and eh, it seems, unfortunately, the whole idea of being heist or, uh, I guess, criminals and stealing and whatever you would call it, uh, they just, he couldn't uh, couldn't stand still. Just uh, yeah. he had he had to scratch that itch and. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, he's he's back in the heist industry and uh, stealing this time, uh, as Letitia says, uh, liquid gold uh, in the <laughs> form of fuel, which this like these six, I don't know, like like six tankers. I've never seen that before. 
Me neither. Me neither. Never. I don't even know if that's. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't say if that's possible or not, but I don't know, man. Like that's that's pretty nuts. It's, I don't even want to know how you would pull a U-turn in this. <laughs> and this guy here, he's so threatened because they're almost going down a hill, and he leaps out, and he's holding his little iguana. And I was like, man, he's totally gonna crush that iguana. Not only that, but his his legs are broken. Like his yeah. legs are he's broken in half. And uh, I'll say right off the bat, seeing this in the theater at the time. I was I found this opening uh, kind of baffling. Uh, most of it up to this point's been okay, although I, I kept being like, okay, you know, people are. This doesn't feel as realistic as that first Fast and Furious at all. Well, I mean, and then this moment here, when uh, <laughs> when Dom he, he parks at the bottom of the hill, waiting for this giant burning tanker to come to him. Yeah, the way this scene played out. I remember just sitting in my scene being like, okay, what have I got myself into coming to see this now? This doesn't feel anything like the other Fast and Furious movies I've seen. And you can certainly see like the effects as well have, uh, well, of of the time. (laughs) Yep. It reminds me of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, speaking of which, same year. Same year. Yeah. Oh boy. Which I also saw in the theater. This is the year when I started to stop watching new release films in the theater because i i saw so many of them that i just thought were just horrible so see mostly it was probably action films that turned them off but it wasn't just marvel films it was eh, probably action movies as well yes no no it most definitely was not marvel well not the mcu (laughs) they literally had only one film uh, i guess the incredible hulk was this year correct yeah which i didn't see i always thought it I always thought it was 2009 or eight, but I guess it was nine. Yeah. And I don't think, I think, uh, Indiana Jones and the crystal skull was, I think it was maybe like a late summer, maybe fall release. And that too was another one that it was just like a string of really terrible movies I saw in the theater. And I was just like, man, uh, that was in May of 2008. Oh, okay. May. And I only remember this because I don't remember if I have this stuff or not, but I remember going to the theaters with my friends to watch it. And I was still in high school. Well, I was still in high school, but I was still in school at the time because I, I remember seeing Iron Man when it was the summertime when I was out of school. Mm. Yeah. But that one definitely contributed to, but yeah, we see here Dom being, you know, I guess reflective about how things have, uh, it's not just that he put Letty's life in danger, but, the cops are really coming after him for for some reason. Uh, he's a wanted criminal who was stealing, <laughs> so they like you know he's got he's got some dues to you know make <laughs> make up for. Yeah, but I mean he's you know I I, I for maybe, maybe I just assume that this was American police, but I guess maybe it's the Mexico or the Mexican uh, police coming after him. Well, this is Dominican Republic, so I assume it's the Dominican Republic officials. Yeah. Oh, Dominican Republic, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right in that, like, later on the film, like, yes, it's probably the Mexican officials probably want his head as well. Eh, potentially we'll see. But, you know, right now, you know, you think we're going to get Han this whole movie because he's like, you know, in the, in the last film, also directed by Lynn, we're like, oh, you know, he, he ended it with like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, Diesel shows up talking about like, oh, you know, it's, See, Lin or uh, Han used to be in my crew, and we're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is where we're gonna see Han." Did no, not really. 
Yeah, I was curious what you felt about that. Do you think that's just pointing? Yeah, because I'm like, I kind of want to see like Han again. I mean, I'm not like saying you have to. Okay, maybe that's a spoiler because like this is kind of a prequel ish. Yeah. This is okay. Like, this is. I'm going to say this is weird, but like. I guess you could say this. Eh, I mean, we don't, we don't see when he goes to Tokyo yet, so. It hasn't happened yet, but. Keep in mind, until he goes to Tokyo, every film before this is a prequel to Tokyo because Tokyo takes place in the future. Oh, oh, interesting. Are you hinting that the other ones might be? Well, maybe that's spoilers. Let's see. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that's spoiler. Well, I mean, that's spoilers. We just we don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a prequel uh, reboot, which is weird. But it's set in two thousand nine. But Tokyo Drift is clearly set in two thousand. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. But it's definitely got a different tone, very different look. And yeah, I don't know. It it took me a while to embrace what this new style is going to be, especially once we switch over to Paul Walker. Because I feel like the, the look of the movie starts to kind of jar me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the late, the late aughts. <laughs> yeah, and I know I kind of talked over that whole scene, by the way, with. Uh... Yeah. After you know, saying that you know, basically Han was like he he just dipped from the film. It's just like all right, peace. I'm out. Yeah, I heard Tokyo's got some crazy shit. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, just like hey, go watch Tokyo Drift, but acknowledging its existence. But uh, with this, it was like you know, because of the authorities, you know, wanting to come after Dom. He's he's just he's not feeling right right now. He's he's feeling yeah. that he's putting Letty at risk. Um, nice and his feels. Nice call. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, focus on the uh the, the the cross there by the way glad that kind of showed up again yeah oh boy and now we're cutting to born ultimatum downtown los angeles yeah certainly are, are cracked but like not as i guess colorful as that film and we talked a little bit about the justin lynn having some issues with shaky cam going on a little bit oh boy this whole opening chase i think is just just an ugly piece of filmmaking. I wish they wouldn't have done it this way. Yeah, this literally could take place at a Born Altamina, but this also feels so 2009 or like late 2000s. Can I just say that? 100%. Yeah. Like we have we have crossed from be, like the like the beginning of like this this franchise has crossed from the beginning of the aughts and all the, you know, bombast that it was and over the topness to now we're in the gritty 2000s. We're literally in the gritty aughts. Yeah, so gritty that it's kind of jarring to look at, and it makes you're, it's impossible to focus on one thing because everything's moving so fast. Uh, by the way, also this has nothing to do with this, but uh, Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen also debuted this year. Just have to point that out as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Go listen to our commentary of that. But anyways, sorry. Um, I don't know why, but a lot of these films from 2009 yeah have that same, or at least maybe action movies have that, or mainstream films kind of have that same look, right? Like yeah. It's, like this reminds me a bit of i guess you can see yeah the born ultimatum but it also reminds me of what was that one called uh live free or die hard whichever like the the fourth die hard film mm, yeah didn't see that one but i think that was 2008 so yeah same same period and, well yeah it was 2008 but even still yeah same period and it also reminds me of uh not so much of iron man because that one at least like had some bombast to it does not make me feel like if this is too, the dark knight by the way like i don't i don't feel like it's that um this also reminds me of Maranthal for some reason yeah because i feel like that was shot much better oh well totally i mean that's a indie film in a way yeah by the way this guy here the guy 
uh, Brian's chasing looks very familiar, but I don't know from what. Maybe I'll look him up. Uh, you could look him up. Um, but before, let me. Uh, oh, this is okay. I, uh, oh, that was just crazy. That's. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, thanks. Could have easily killed that guy and himself. And then immediately he's like, name, give me a name. I was thinking of uh, uh, the Disco Godfather again. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> he's trying to take names, except this is the FBI and not like, you know, a freelancer on the street, a uh, business owner as uh, the Disco Godfather is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mess with the Godfather. Oh, but go ahead. I'm just looking this guy up here. Take it away wherever you're going. Uh, So like, you know... One, I think one of the FBI agents is what's-her-face from the Dark Knight. Yep, absolutely. She's the one who's... Uh, I was right. Okay. Yeah, selling uh, information. Yep, who Two-Face encounters at the end and spares her life because, you know, the coin landed in the right spot. But we also have our former or our other bud from Kong Skull Island uh, present as well as, like, the naysayer in the group. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I I knew I knew recognize that guy from several things. I didn't realize Kong Skull Island. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's what I know him from. I mean he's also an Agent Carter, but who remembers <laughs> that show? <laughs> well, it turns out that guy I said to recognize just a character actor who showed up all over the place. Breaking Bad. I figured. Um, uh, Drive. A couple other random stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, Letty's been murdered. Hmm. Yeah. So stuffed in the fridge. Well, I. She she plays such a a role. I mean, one you know me about about the whole fridging trope. I think yeah. that's just. I think the way that people use it is a misrepresentation of how it was originally presented that's fair that's fair and yeah no i i wouldn't say it applies here but i could see people arguing but the one way i see it applied is if it was intentionally there to like make the protagonists like be angsty and Mm -hmm. like it sort of is like like the antagonist intends to do that to like they're using that uh they're they're killing their girlfriend basically to make them like be sad and angsty but i don't think that's the case in 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 this context potentially yeah i mean that's that's basically the whole impetus of the plot for this and for reuniting dom and brian they're both on the same case because of yeah i mean i guess you could say like if anything it doesn't give letty enough agency potentially you can argue that she has the agency, but like, I don't know. Like we can... Well, I mean, she's she's much more of a bit player. Even in that first film, it wasn't really her story. She was just on the side. Oh, certainly not. Yep. And so it's the same here. You know, she's... Yeah. She's someone to avenge. She's yep. not really a, a character here. Unfortunately, yeah. So for all those who want, you know... Uh, strong characters in the form of women. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get it in this story. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Mia here is also quite diminished, I would say, from that first film. I mean, she's not barefoot and pregnant, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, she's certainly the... I can't say the nurse, but she's certainly, like, the home base. Yeah. 
the aggrieved kind of house mother figure. You know, certainly, I mean, you could say she's like the emotional support. I mean, yeah. that is the point, I guess. Like, not everybody has to be active, but. Yeah. When it is nice to see Jordana Brewster again, like, dang, she got like, she's still, she's still looking good. Yeah, it was really nice seeing her. It's nice having everyone back. Oh, yeah. And it, well, maybe not every, everybody, like, cause we have, yeah, yeah. Like, again, like I said, we don't have Leon, we don't have Vince, but I mean, they probably weren't there to begin with. <laughs> That's sour. Oops. But it does feel, cause even though, even though I believe it's continuing, you know, it's, it's saying that two and three happened. It does almost feel like they're wiping the slate cleaning and being like, okay, we're going to, this is a story that's a direct continuation of that first film. It's kind of skipping those other ones. And that's kind of why I, I put in that reboot thing. And, and part of the way we get there is having Brian still on the force, which is a turn that I just immediately didn't care for. I figured given your, uh, uh, your particular beliefs or not beliefs, but your particular, uh, how do I put this disagreements <laughs> when it comes to this here, you know, agency. Well, yeah, the FBI, they, I mean, they have their faults, but they're not the CIA. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, that's besides the point. Well, yeah, let's, let's maybe not get into the de- despicable history of the FBI. Or they- yeah, we're not going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, we're not going there. This is a this is a funnish vid. Well, uh, so I don't, I don't know if it's fun in movie or at all, but like, you know, it's it's got that seriousness of the times of like the from at least. Yeah. Good grief! When would you say like? Because there was a funness, sort of to three, I guess, or maybe I'm wrong on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, it was still there. Yeah, but this is like. I mean, look at the color palette for pit sakes of this room and then look at like, you know, yeah. this car in this scene and how like, you know, it's supposed to be red. And we kind of saw that earlier with some of those like, you know, cool cars at Letty's funeral. Mm-hmm. But like... Nice little splash of color. I mean, come on. Those first movie, like those first three movies again, like, you know, as Cohen said, regardless of, you know, if he's a good guy or not, he said like he wanted to make it operatic and over the top and make everything stand out and pop... You know, this, I mean, sure, Dom's shirt's kind of popping right now, but, like, not in the same way. Yeah, it was a nice bit of, it was a nice splash of color having those, uh, those cars here at the funeral, because, yeah, a lot of dour stuff. Oh, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially in terms of Brian. I mean, we commented how funny he was in that second film. He seemed like he had this weight lifted off of him. Putting him back in this, this FBI role, I feel like, I don't know, it feels like backwards progress, if that, or what's the word for that? Uh, regression regression thank you evolution yeah it's because now he's he's once again having to go through this same arc where i don't know if the, i don't know if we're we're doing the no spoilers but yeah it's basically repeating what happened in that first film yeah no that, that's true but right now at least currently we'll, we'll get more into that later uh um, yeah we just have kind of a detective scene where we're, we're seeing vin diesel perform some detectives or we see dom uh, from doing some detective uh, 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 te- tests and yep. or uh, looking at the scene of the crime where uh, a lady was lady was killed excuse me yeah he's been reading some batman comics and yeah when he was off and now he's come back and he's trying to piece it together he finds this 
Yeah, so much so that he's actually seeing the event take place in front of his eyes. Yeah, which is, it's kind of cool. It it feels unnecessary. I don't know if we needed this, especially because he sees like this kind of ghostly image of the killer that is quite similar to what the actual killer is. So are we supposed to, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're not supposed to think about things like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, this shot or this scene, by the way, was taken place or was shot in the same place. Uh, they shot that one scene in uh, Captain America civil war where the winter soldier comes and murders Tony or not Tony, Anthony and Maria Stark. Oh, that's funny. They shot in that. Oh no, of course not. I have no. I have no idea. I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> oh interesting. <laughs> oh wait, I guess I could say April Fools. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he sure got me. Yeah. Psych fooled you. Anyway. Yeah, and another issue that comes up repeatedly throughout this movie that it really does bother me a lot is we open up the episode or we open up the film being like you could say episode by this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's gonna there's ten of these for Pitt's sake, so you might as well like that's no spoiler. There's ten of these things, so you might as well just call them episodes. And Dom's real. He's like, oh, they're they're really trying to hunt me down now. They're raiding my garages. So not only am I going to return back to L.A., but I'm going to just hang out at my sister's house for most of this movie. It seems like he even moved in. He's like almost living there. And I'm like, what happened to these crack detectives? How are they not catching this guy? And they even comment, oh, his his red, uh, I think it's a Camaro, was spotted at her house. And it was like, so he's driving this car that they know that he's, it's a very distinct looking car. And he's just going around in it and they're not picking him up. It's, there's something about that that just feels like there's a disconnect for me from that, that early part of the movie. Yeah. And I don't know who would be in charge of this, but like the whole, you know, security cameras issue that even Dark Knight was talking about, no eight. I mean. Wouldn't that also happen here where the government would have surveillance cameras everywhere kind of, you know, being like, hey, where's Don Toretto at? If he's a wanted, notorious criminal. You'd think, especially if they know what city he's in. I mean, L.A. I don't think it's that gigantic, you know? <laughs> well, it's big, but like if they have the regions, you know, clear, if the... If they can narrow things down and heck, if they're trying to find this guy, this David Park character, and they can like find him, how is how okay, maybe this is just too much of a stretch, but how hard is it to find Dominic Toretto? Yeah. And by the way, the name the way that Brian got this this guy's name by like we mentioned, knocking that guy off a roof into a car. Oh yeah. Could have easily killed that guy just for this name. I don't know, it just it makes Brian seem like a scumbag FBI agent. Does <laughs> certainly not seem like the way an actual FBI agent would act, but of course this is a movie, so it has to be set in like the action universe. Yes, yeah. But a scummy one where he's like, oh, this this guy, I have no respect for his life at all. I'm just going to completely put it in danger just to get a name to someone higher up. I mean, as much as we don't, you know, or as much as the... Uh, script is saying that we shouldn't like, you know, uh, King Kong Skull Island guy. Um, okay. You know what he did with Mia. I mean, okay. Yeah. She, okay. Is it wrong that he brought her into this interrogation? I mean, like, I guess she's asking him about her, uh, her brother. So like, but he calmly 
like went over there and asked for a few questions. I mean, I mean, not calmly, but he he didn't chase her down. I mean, yeah. I don't think he threatened her or anything like that. He just asked for. I mean, I, okay, obviously this is now getting a little too political, but like he didn't run and chase her down for like, hey, I gotta, you know, what, where's where's Dom in his best Batman impression. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't like an asshole. He wasn't like like being like, hey, toots, get in the back of my car, hot stuff. Yeah, exactly. Certainly not. So, I mean, yeah, no, they do paint him as the big bad guy. But, and I mean, I, I, I kind of wondered if that was part of the plot, too, that they were being like, Brian, he was never made to be this kind of law enforcement because he's just kind of a bad guy. And when he's being a bad guy, it's, it's fun. We can enjoy him being the criminal but when he's a cop. Yeah, he's an outlaw. Yeah, he's an outlaw. But when we see him as this representative of the law, it just makes me dislike his outlaw mentality. Yeah, certainly. Like we're about to see some outlaw behave outlawish behavior here when Dom is interrogating this guy. Which yeah. again I thought, is this Leon or is this Vince? Or is this a written the two? Well he's yeah, he's he's super Dom after Letty was killed. It's it's all the brakes are off. It's uh yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I'm we'll we'll get to it as the series goes on. Maybe that's I don't know if that's spoiling stuff, but with Super Don, keep that keep, <laughs> put a pin in that. Oh, well, I'm expecting it. Yeah, yeah. And so he takes me out for a little bit of some food here. And again, I I feel like just some of the charm was sapped away from. And I, and I don't blame uh, Paul Walker. I think it's just the way they're wanting to play the character in this one. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Like, this is the direction that they went with. Uh, I don't know if this is the producers or whoever it was that made the decision to, you know, let's make it as, uh, you know, I even like Quantum of Solace, I guess, in a way as well. And same thing yeah. with um, uh, Casino Royale. Like, let's let's make everything serious again. Like, why not? Let's let's stop being goofy and whatnot like let's let's just, you know try to be sophisticated here that's like yeah. i don't i don't know about this i mean we could try that second one where paul walker was smiling the whole time just enjoying life ah no he needs to be miserable he needs to be trying to fit in a place where he doesn't belong and and i feel like this is a like if this was a tv show this could be a good plot but for a whole movie, I don't know. It just makes me a little bit disappointed that we can't see him letting loose again and have fun with him. And I do like the fact that they're talking about, they, they brought up the first movie again, the ending of it, of like, especially like, you know, Mia has some feelings still towards him about, you know, his actions of, you know, lying to them and not mm-hmm. telling them, you know, Hey, I'm a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I like that that plays a big role in this one. And it, it kind of plays heavy in his mind too. Like he doesn't even really understand why he did what he did. So it gives us some places to go. Yeah. If they if they brought something back from, if they carried over something, it was at least kind of being not a direct sequel, but a distant sequel to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like that, that second one should have been like a prequel to the first movie. This is how he became a cop. It was Brian. Uh, they picked up this kid who's got this skill. He wants to do good, but he, and he has this criminal past. Because it does kind of feel like that second one didn't happen between these two movies. Yeah, You know, in a way, Brian should be like kind of... 
how do I put it? Maybe not. I don't know if a foreman is the, is the term, but he should be like a. And maybe an informant's term, but he's like a, a freelancer with the cops mm. rather than being like totally a cop. Because like, yeah, like it's just like I'm not saying that Paul Walker can't play a cop, but like Brian is just it's not working here. <laughs> yeah. But here we see again, Uber Dom, he's he's back into the if I'm going to interrogate, I'm going to do it. uh there's some extreme violence. <laughs> uh, let's just say that he's been watching some 24. Yeah, he's been he's been watching his president, uh, George W. Bush. I guess isn't he's no longer president. He's no longer president. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, this was his tactics during the Iraq War, and they're questioning. I guess I'll just break that out. And jeez, yeah, maybe. Is, wait, is oh man, okay. <laughs> so what 24 was doing was just you know taking stuff from. Oh golly, okay. I see what you mean. That's why I found that show distasteful. Yeah, because it was just, it felt too close to home. Yeah. Seeing them torture uh, Middle Eastern folks every other week. It's just like, well, I really don't want to think about that. Hey, 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 don't use that word. Don't don't use that term. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. I was going to say brown folks, but that's a little bit. I would say right Western Asian individuals. <laughs> Maybe not the perfect term, I, I admit, from my white behind, no. <laughs> but, but still. Um so this is the first meeting or reunion between Brian and Dom, and uh, uh, you know circumstances could probably be a little bit better between the two, but still. Yeah, I wonder if Brian's really regretting letting Dom go that time. He's like, "Oh wow, this guy turned out he's different than I remembered." And maybe that'd work better if we didn't see Brian basically using the exact same tactics earlier in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the muddy part about this. Oh man, he did it. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that at least the guy su- survives and yeah, yeah, you know, Brian actually had some brain cells and was like, yeah, maybe I should help this guy out. Oh, here's this guy again, grumpy, grumpy jeans. Yeah, King Car, Kong Skull and Bud. It's just like he's not happy with him. And oh, ouch! Oh boy. Yeah, he. He smacked his face right into that wall, that marble wall. Yeah, that's that's some brain cells lost. Speaking of brain cells. Yeah, broken nose most likely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Potentially even a concussion could come from something like that. So this is all really reckless stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, it seems as though Brian's kind of, I guess, not of sound mind right now. Given that maybe, you know, seeing Mia and Dom brought up some, maybe some either traumatic experiences or some guilt. Yeah. I also just love David in the background being like, uh, this is awkward. Uh and I do like that this his supervisor, whoever this guy is, can yeah, see Yeah, it's supervisor or generic supervisor number three or or whatever, I guess. And he even has this little speech here about, you know, what makes the difference between a criminal and a cop is one bad judgment call. Which tells you something in my opinion. I think that's a very true statement. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Something that this guy agrees with when it comes to authority figures. Now, I was going to say, like, you know, I thought I was going to say the difference between, like, villains or, like, the hero and the villain. I'm like, to be fair, villains might also have a code that they live by, which, you know, the, it's the whole, like, lawful uh, alignment idea in, like, D&D 3.5 edition, where it's like, you know, there's, there's the lawful side, there's the neutral side, and then there's the uh, chaotic side. And then there's like good, neutral, and evil in that, and that's in those like other ones. So it's like you got nine of these alignments. 
That's mm-hmm. why I was saying, like, you know, where does Brian fit into this? And you know, if he was if he was neutral, good throughout the entire franchise, where he's willing to work with the cops as being like a freelancer, I think it would make a lot more sense. Yeah, but we don't exactly get that. Yeah, like in that second film, I think that was a really good place to take him after the first movie. Yeah, and then coming come back around here, it, it does feel like more of an awkward fit. But we do get a little bit of his spark of passion when it comes back to the cars. It's like he he comes alive a little bit again here. Not fully. Yeah, hey man, it's all about the cars for him this time. Or not this time, but it's always about the cars. Yeah. And it's funny that he's in there fixing up the cars only by himself. He doesn't even have an assistant. It's just him in the garage. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wanted to do that. I don't know if yeah. he could do that in a day, by the way. I mean... Hey, he's Uber Brian, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Same with Dom. <laughs> no, wait. Did he? Maybe I'm I'm ignoring this. Did he fix up? Did, did Dom fix his dad's car up again, or was it something else? Uh, I think it was his dad's car again, yeah. Cause, um, That's right. No, it was. It was. Yeah. Oh, and here we go. I was not expecting to see her in this. I did not remember that she showed up this early. I uh, I wonder who this woman is. Yeah, it's uh, it's Wendy. It's uh, Gal Gadot. Gal I think is how you say her name. Oh, that was Gal Gadot, but fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was Gadot as well, but I I, I think I heard her say Gadot. Uh, you know, fair enough. She she's it, see Gadot sounds French, so it would be like Gadot, or at least it would be pronounced Gadot in French. But anyways. yeah, and this guy Dwight. Uh, oh, who do you, who does he look like? I just I just had him in my mind. Oh, he looks like uh, Abomination. Obviously different than Abomination, <laughs> but looks like Abomination. But he also reminded me of Troy Baker as well. Similar face structure, but but not not the same. Anyways, uh, but yeah, and it's not Adrian Plucky, by the way. Uh, when we say Wonder Woman, it's you know the yeah yeah Gal Gadot <laughs> current dish. Actually, that doesn't look like his dad's car. No, that one didn't. Yeah. But maybe he was fixing it. And yes, by the way, his dad's car returns. Mia brought it back uh, yep. after it got wrecked because um, it's a family heirloom. So it means something to her as well. I had another little minor issue here. I Maybe you can fix it for me. Oh, by the way, I love this driving range above this. I think that's so cool. Especially when it's in like the middle of the city where you wouldn't see driving ranges. Yeah. You you kinda want that like downtown. But so he he does somewhat torture on uh, David Park to get him to to join this this race. And immediately David Park is taken into police custody. Um so why did David Park go through on putting him in the race after that? Yeah, especially with Brian as well. And there's another thing where I kind of have a, there may be a plot hole of like, now hang on a second. If this is Dom, like, I feel like if he has a reputation in like the racing world, mm-hmm. shouldn't people know him? Like, shouldn't he have notoriety to him? Whether that's like good or bad, right? Like, shouldn't they just like know his reputation? That's what I mean to say. Unless this is like a new guild, like this is a new, this is a different like organization. So they're like, yeah, we're completely blind to any of your actions outside. Like we've never heard of any stories of Dominic Toretto. Yeah. And you're hitting on a point that I was, that I forgot to bring up earlier, but 
One of the things I was going to say from the start is I think one of the mistakes they made with this movie was setting it back in Los Angeles. Yep. I think it would have made a lot more sense to set it somewhere else and Mia was coming to visit. And then they're like, Mia, like, what are you doing in this city where Dom was spotted? Do you know if he's around? And that way they wouldn't have like a home that Dom would be living in at her house where they could just easily raid and find him there. Yeah, I mean, if this was set, like, either in Mexico or one of the Latin American countries or Central American countries, I think it would probably, you know, yeah, work fairly well. Because, again, it's like, this, yeah, this is L.A. Unless this is, like, implied to be, like, a brand new, like, organization or guild took over. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe. But, like, I mean, yeah, it has been a while. Like, this is the first time... Dominic's back, so maybe you could throw that under the but I even still I'm just like I don't know, I also feel like wouldn't David sell them out as well? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I was wondering about that too. I was like, did Brian once he got him alone like beat the hell of him, be like, if you'd say anything about Dom, you're fucked. Like I wondered. <laughs> or even that, but like wouldn't the organization or the guild also like uh, of this guy's uh this guy but it, but w w yeah wouldn't this you know this braga character wouldn't he kind of know if somebody you know snitched on him yeah i I was definitely thinking about that too i was like i can see him not selling out brian but you'd figure that he would sell out dom yeah yeah no, that, that whole connection there i think feels very shaky about dom getting in this race speaking of which <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough as soon as you bring that up, we're back to the uh, shaky cam scene. Yeah. Man, this film's so 2009. Yeah. you. I almost could see this like be a Transformers film. Oh, wow. It was some of the dialogue just then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is not as ugly as 3 with that opening scene of, you know, the, the, the mascot beating, but like... Yeah, that was some some racial humor you wouldn't find these days. Yeah, that was disgusting. But this that I mean, I think that's one of the only like, Ugh, I don't know about that line. But I think for the most part, it's pretty. OK, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and again, I'll, Justin Lin, I don't know how I feel about this guy yet. If he's a good fit for this franchise, because it's another chase scene where I feel like I don't know. I just don't get a lot of the fun from the chase. One, it's way too quick cut once again. And we're getting the same kind of combination of quick shots where you keep cutting to close-ups of faces and gear shifting and feet on the gas. Too much of that. Oh, that guy's dead. Yeah. That guy got T-boned and wrapped himself around that guy's car. Um, do you think Lynn would have been a good uh, pick for like directing like the third Transporter film? Oh, I've, I've never seen those films, actually. I, I keep meaning to watch them. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay, the first two are, are directed by the same guy. And then I... Hmm. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, there's a third one. There's a third one. I'm not talking about the one that came out years later Yeah, uh, that has Ajax in it. I I, I know yeah. it's because um, I watched that one, I think maybe around when it came out, but like not in theaters. But I know that there were three Transformer films. Funny as I say that with who shows up in this, in these, this franchise later on. Now, for this moment here with um, Brian just ignoring the uh, GPS they have and finding his way around. I guess this wouldn't have worked if they said it somewhere else. Cause I, I think they're supposed to be saying that he knows the city so well that he can just, you know, make his way around, find a shortcut. 
So I guess they would have to change that if if it was wasn't set in L.A. Yeah? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't fully sure either if, if maybe he was just looking at the GPS and seeing the lines that the, the computer couldn't see, you know? Yeah, if he was literally like, you know, pulling what any, you know, person would do in a video game where it's just like, okay, except for this moment here where, it, you know, turns to a CG landscape, but like overworld of like, <laughs> he he has a mini map and he's like, aha, but you see, I know there's a small, there, there's like an alleyway here that I can take. Mm-hmm. By the way, this guy who the, the, other, the other competitor. Yep. I kept trying to figure out like, where, where do I know this guy? I, I'm positive I've seen him in something before. And I realized that he was in Tropic Thunder. I, I looked it up. And he was a lot of fun in Tropic Thunder. I feel like they could have gotten more out of him in this. I feel like they, they should have used him more. I mean, he kind of looked like Childish, Childish Gambino. But, I mean, obviously not. Just looks similar to him, but not, not obviously. Yeah, I just remember that first movie standing out by having a lot of uh, kind of fun side characters. And most of the side characters in this, I would not describe as fun. Most of them are, yeah, either FBI guys that aren't really interesting or villain guys that feel a little bit over the top. So some other side bits might have been nice. Yeah, I mean, so far, like all the antagonists in the three films kind of been like, you know, maybe they're like theatrical, but they're fairly subdued yeah and i think the main villain in this one feels that way it's just the secondary villain i forget what his name is at the moment uh tiago i believe uh yeah whoever the guy with the mohawk or faux hawk i guess they call him yeah we'll we'll find out (laughs) or no i think that maybe is a mohawk (laughs) hey i get i get for Facial hair, I get mutton chops and uh, goatee mixed up as well. <laughs> oh, and uh, another departure from the series is instead of doing the old, like, you know, Dom throws Moss, or Moss, Nos, he, he, he pushes the Nos, instead of going into the vehicle itself yep. and, you know, <laughs> going through all the exchangers and the tubes, we instead just cut to, like, the engines, like, the exhaust system and just see the jets come out. It's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I would love to time how how quick the, the shots are in this. It really does feel like during the action scenes, the shots last maybe three seconds at the most. It's just, yeah, I, I just think that looks ugly, I think. Yeah, you have to do that after this, unfortunately, because yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna, you'd be probably interrupting the flow of this commentary, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian ain't happy. That's, that's, that's for sure of what Dom just did. Yeah. And it's fair, because, yeah, they are kind of, I guess, saying that at this point, Brian's the better racer, but Dom is the more, uh, knows how to push his weight around more, driving that American muscle. Hey, man, Dom's out, Dom's out on revenge. Like, this is a, this is a revenge film right now. And look at this. He doesn't even have a driver's license. That's, uh, that's interesting. Well, I assume he just doesn't want to show, because maybe he'd give away his identity. I, I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, that was my thought of like, he doesn't want to give, well, again, maybe I, I, I don't know. I assume he legitimately has, well, maybe it's revoked. I have no idea. I mean, it's also might be in jail. I had to get rid of it because he, you know, fled the country. Yeah. By the way, this moment here, when 
this Dwight guy kind of insults Brian. And then the very next scene, we cut to uh, a police raid. I thought that it was just Brian being a dick. I was like, wow, Brian is taking a really unpleasant turn now. But it turns out it was for a reason. So I thought he I can give him a minor pass. Doesn't he also slightly like plant some yes. drugs on him? Yeah, that's but yeah, I don't know about that. No, it's absolutely scummy. I really don't like seeing Brian being the cop. I just think that's a, a bad fit. I mean, yeah, but he does say that he knows that the, the drugs won't stick. So that's at least something he's not trying to really screw this guy. He just wants to take his place in the organization oh yeah no he's he's only doing that because he'll be the backup guy instead because this you know scumbag is uh you know well you're not doing scummy things but still what i really don't like is that other fbi agent who's like you know that's never gonna stick right then brian's like yeah i know and the guy just (laughs) smiles and shakes his head like oh yeah we do this every week like it's not a big deal i'm not gonna report you i mean that is just Okay. It might be closer to reality than we think. Yeah, it could be. Well, the one thing that hasn't left this franchise is the uh, certain shots of uh, certain body parts of women. Yeah, posteriors, if you want to. There you go, yes. Yeah, Justin Lin, they did find a good pick for the franchise because he remembered that this series loves uh, glorifying ass shots. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not complaining as an ass man myself, you know, just like Kramer. I have that as my vanity plate. Um, or at least what he wanted. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would never put that as my vanity plate. I would never have a vanity plate. Uh-huh. No comment whatsoever. Oh, no, you've got one. It turns out. What do you mean? It's uh, for breast man. Well, <laughs> breast man. There we go. Instead of best man, it's breast man. Uh, but here we get a scene of the two of them together, and this, you know, it's nice to see again. You know, I, again, I still don't feel like the dynamic is quite fully recovered yet, uh, but... You know what I'll say is that when it comes to advertising stuff, this movie and or this movie series seems to be pretty subtle. Like, I didn't really find too many, like, moments that stood out other than, like, Corona's being, you know, displayed. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's okay. <laughs> and NOS everywhere. Again, I think it fits because, like, that's Dom's drink. And, well, yeah. Nas, it's because it's a racing film. So, of course, you'd have it in there. <laughs> but even during that chase earlier, they, like, ran by a poster that had Nas. And that's true. You know, it wrong. was, like, just in the middle of nowhere. I was like, what the heck is that doing there? <laughs> but I do like this moment. At least Dom's reputation helps him in this case somewhat well uh, i mean like maybe what he's been given but again i don't know if this guy knows you know that this is dom well didn't he just say and that's that's why dom was like unlike you know the benefit of having me unlike all the other guys in your thing if i see the cops coming i'm not stopping because i'm not going back to jail i see okay but it does make me question if this guy does realize that it's Dom at this point. Like, he knows about the Letty thing, right? He's got to suspect there's a reason Dom's there. Well, I mean, it's also said to Brian where they have an agreement of, like, not 
tell, selling each other out because he's like, you know, you could sell me out as being an FBI agent, but yeah. I could sell you out for saying like, you're just here to find uh, Braga and then like kill him for revenge as revenge for killing Letty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what bothers me again, I, I, I think there's just a, I don't know. It just was not well thought out, but they're saying all this stuff in a club that belongs to Braga. And it's just like, you know, you, you would figure that anyone around you might overhear that and go right to the top or go right to anybody. Like, Hey, I just yep. heard those two guys talking about Braga's mine. Look at this. Those girls, <laughs> they're right there. I'm taking down the whole house. Never mind this girl that just sat down in front of me. <laughs> um, so another thing is that this is kind of like, how, how do I put it? It's also a, not a callback, but similar to, or maybe a call. Yeah. Maybe it's a callback to two mm. with, you know, between, uh, Rome and Brian's encounter with Verone. Yeah. When it came to being in the club and, you know, talking to the boss man. Now, obviously, it's not the boss man, Braga, but it's one of his secondaries. So, but still the same way in, in a way. Yeah, and I guess another similar similar dynamic where we have the, the two of them infiltrating another organization. Just like uh, yeah, Brian and Tyrese did. Except these two aren't working together fully. Yeah, only slightly associating each other. But, I mean, in a way, it's kind of becoming a spy movie in a way maybe not <laughs> just the way you drank that was looked a bit funny i don't know why yeah <laughs> you're not wrong but oh yeah this this too i mean he's raped by the door there's no guards here to protect uh braga's uh office nah they went away they were they were distracted by the ladies and he's just peeking in by the merchandise. That's awful for me to say. Yeah, they're checking out all the butts. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's just... Yeah, there's some, some weird moments in this movie that just take me out. This makes me go, wait a minute. This doesn't fully seem like it connects right. Well, that's one of those things where I almost thought that Brian was going to get caught again like he did in the first one. Where, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, Vincent caught him off guard. Yeah. And I'm also questioning why, how Dom didn't get caught here. Well, I, mean, I guess he technically does, but hey, he found the, uh, he found the car that was the one that did uh, the deed to Letty, or ran, yeah. ran her down. Excuse me, not over, ran her down. Excuse me. You know, I was kind of thinking this is kind of a small garage for these guys. I'd figure they have a have a lot more cars around, so just these two. Yeah, I don't know if the structure of the building works here, but maybe I'm just wrong on that. Yeah, but here begins the wow. Uh, here, here begins the relationship dyna- dynamic with uh, bless you. Yeah, Gal Gadot and uh, or I can't remember what her character's name is. I don't think she says. Being honest here. Oh, Phoenix, that's the villain's name. Yeah, yeah, between Dom and yeah her. And I think it's. I think it works. I think they're they're they have a charming chemistry. It just something about it feels a little bit odd timing wise in terms of he's doing this whole plot for Letty and then they're maybe setting up his new romantic interest in the same plot. I don't know. It it, it 
it's not it's not a negative. I think it works mostly. It just at least early on strikes me as a bit of odd timing. I mean, I guess it is set up, but like, do they know they're making a fifth one? That's true. That's true. I think they're planning, but because I didn't, maybe I'm incorrect in this, or I'm like, I obviously can't say, but like, like I don't feel like they're, they maybe not. I'm saying they don't have chemistry, but like, really, I don't think Dom's attracted to her, other than giving her compliments, just because like. I think he's still mourning and grieving for her, so or for Letty's yeah. me. So like, like really, this is your rebound woman. Like, uh, I don't know, man, or rebound relationship. Like, kind of soon, eh? That that's that's my exact. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Yeah, and I think I think they do a good job showing that he's at least trying not to be interested. But I feel like later on in the movie, he seems more interested, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. It just seems. Like odd timing in terms of the filmmakers. Like it's almost bad taste. Like we all like Letty. We don't want to see him trying to move on <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing of just like I mean, I don't know if Letty's best girl or not. I think I think Mia personally is best girl, but that's just me. Um so like I don't know. I also like the scene here just of like, you know, the the guy in charge being like, Slow down, you're hitting too many red lights. <laughs> Or you're going, yeah. you know, too fast. You're just like, sure. Just, just gives him like a fuck you. And that's the Brian way. That's, that's yeah, like the Brian way. Yeah, where he's just like, yeah, why not piss you guys off? Yeah. Because um, he's only he's only a cop out of some sort of weird compulsion. Like he's, by nature, he's a criminal. So Yeah, was his dad a cop? Was his uncle a cop? Like, why does he want to be a cop? Yeah. That's the age-old question. I did think this was a good bit of suspense. I thought they handled this scene well. Yeah, certainly. Of like, yeah, you can't get in contact with them. I mean, I guess you could quickly, like, maybe, like, okay, he has time to like get rid of the tracking device, but I don't know if he has time to like quickly send a text, like, "Hey, I had to take it out," for explaining his reasonings behind it. Yeah, he doesn't care about explaining to those guys. He's like, fuck those guys. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Just I thought I was trying to keep his cover of like, you know, still being trying to be an authority figure. Of course, it goes in the NOS can. Yeah. And I like Dom. Dom's like, he knew what was going on. <laughs> hey, so you see, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say the guy in the you know main head guy in charge is familiar, but like you seen him elsewhere? Yeah, he does look familiar. Another, yeah, okay. Maybe another one of those character actors I've seen around. Maybe I'll look him up. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the, uh, is it Compo or Compass? I think the... The second in command? Yeah. Well, air quotes second in command. Yeah. Yeah, that guy I'm pretty sure was on Breaking Bad and a bunch of other stuff. I think he was well, on Breaking Bad. Okay, well, I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I have no idea. Yeah, maybe I'll look it up, make sure. <laughs> I've certainly seen him around. Oh, apparently he was in Ad Astra. So there you go. Oh, huh. I have to go back to that. <laughs> oh, and Kong Skull Island. I do not remember him being in that. Hmm. Jeez. Okay, yeah. Um... Probably one of the soldiers, potentially. Yeah, weird. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like this bit too. Yeah, them being in there. So it really is kind of like Fast and Furious, or Too Fast and Furious, where they have to go undercover and be a part of the crime organization again. Yep. Yeah, it definitely is. To rehash much? (laughs) Yeah, almost a reboot slash remake element. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, that's what the original premise was going to be. So we're going to kind of bring that back. Yeah. Now, I know the whole, like, you know, like you said, like, this world operates on racing. This kind of makes sense where they need, like, well... Maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but like they're, they need runners basically to, you know, transport the cocaine or the merchandise, excuse me, over from one side to the other. I mean, usually it's more truck drivers or other uh, sorts. So like, you know, boats and shipments, but, uh, you know, I guess it's, it's fast and furious, so might as well be illicit in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I think it works for. I mean, again, it's also dark, but I like the the concept of it. But yeah, everything sure is uh, lacking a lot of pop and color this time around. Uh, especially in the night. Yeah. Uh, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, it's Phoenix, right? Yep. The big baddie. Or secondary baddie. Why do I think it was Tiago? dragon whatever you want to call it and here's the border so is this a comment on the u.s border america u.s mexican border oh yeah going back to the bush era you know lots of immigration uh issues back then just just throwing it out there and kind of like i don't know man <laughs> yeah and i thought this was another little bit of tension that i thought worked well too even you know for what it was at least yeah, they gotta hop the border, and apparently there's a secret tunnel to get through. Literally, like, yeah, it's underground railroad almost. <laughs> underground raceway, underground uh, uh, train track, the uh, Temple of Doom style. Yeah, sure. My that was my cart. Oh yeah, my cart track, I guess. Yeah, we see Dom. You know, he can't even can't do anything. You know, this guy he refused to follow any rules. Jumps alignment. Yeah, or he's you know he's kind of acting a little bit too fast, not you know, keeping the element of surprise or yeah, keeping his motives a secret. <laughs> yeah, I guess he gives it away pretty quick there. Yeah, yeah, of like, hey, I'm like in I'm in this to like you know beat this guy to death before he did Letty. It's funny because I thought Phoenix was Michael Jai White for a second, but again they just you know similar facial features or structure. Excuse me. And here we have them going through this, yeah, this this underground area. And, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't... I think it was a weird choice to set it here. Some of the races. It wasn't just that, but is it a set or is it like CGI? Because I can't tell. I think it's all CGI. None of it looks like a set to me. Because I kind of, I don't know, it has a CGI look to it, as Eric might say. I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know. Like, the cars look real, but like... And maybe yeah. even some of the dust, but like, it's not super, I won't say cheap, it just looks unfinished. Well, it looks like CGI from 2009. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it certainly helps that it's in the dark, but even still, like, kind of could see the backgrounds be like, yeah, it just doesn't have that realism to it with, you know, the, you know, yeah. like, again, I feel, I feel like somebody 
it could look closer to reality if there was more time devoted to it, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's how you get past the border, folks. Without a passport. Yeah, just build an underground tunnel and then drive like six cars in a line through there. So here's my question. How'd that tunnel come to be? Yeah, I mean, I guess they built it. You know, they, uh, uh, they paid off some government guys and they, they okay. plowed it through. Huh. The cartels, you know, they're running stuff on that side of the border there. See, I always wonder if like, you know, like government officials, like American government officials or whatnot, um, watch these films and they're like, hmm, never thought of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's look into that. Yeah, that, that is, I, I wonder about stuff like that too when I see some spy movies. I'm like, I don't know, maybe this could work. <laughs> or I'm just like, uh, perhaps, mayhaps. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a weird scene too. Is it where they plan to kill all these uh, racers? Uh... Oh, by the way, Dom's jacket returns. Oh. Is that from the first movie? Yeah, it's the red one from the first one. Oh. Oh, here we go. The nitrometh. That's what he discovered when he was doing his detective routine and he's traced it to this guy's vehicle. Yeah. So there we go. Now it's the big confrontation. And again, I don't know if it's this, this perform. I, I guess it probably is the performance of this Phoenix guy, but he just, he strikes me as a little over the top a little bit. Like I don't really believe he's that character for some reason. Yeah. And also it turns out that Letty wasn't like the reason she was murdered was cause she was also part of this, I guess, you know, how to put this bootlegging or whatever you want to call it or you know drug running and yeah. she yeah they, ex they apparently they do execute the runners because you know I guess so you know word doesn't get out and she ran and he was just you know finishing her off because she was you know she got away it's like Michael Myers in the original Halloween it's just because you know she <laughs> he never got her that's why he's after her I think at least that, that, that that's one of the theories right uh, are you saying that that uh, that you don't think Phoenix killed her? No, no, he did. It's just like he he finished her because she was like she got away. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that, sorry, I maybe it didn't make sense, but that was uh that was one of the reasons. Um, well, speaking of which, why does Phoenix have like a a hammer and sickle on his neck? <laughs> I was wondering about that too. I was like, what is that supposed to? Is that supposed to tell us something about his character? Yeah. Or is that just what the actor actually has as a tattoo? Okay, right there of like... Yeah. Dom does not feel pain. Oh, someone shot me with a BB. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, and now I beat this man to death. With the same arm that was just shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's he's fully like, you know, like putting everything into his punch when his like... Physically, his shoulder should not work properly because there's now like damaged muscle there. If you notice, he even opened the door with that same arm. <laughs> like he couldn't even be bothered to pretend that it hurt to. <sighs> now, whether that's on Diesel or that's on like Lynn or Chris Morgan, the writer, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, probably the writer is the one least responsible. It's probably the director and yeah, Diesel a little bit there. 
of just like, nah, he can shrug off a bullet. It's like John Wick in three and four. Hey, I think he was. I think John Wick was still, you know, selling that he was beat up. He just could still break out the moves when he needed to. Yeah, but he still kept moving, and I'm like, okay, this is like from a you know fighter standpoint. It's like, what what is he doing? Like, what why? Hey, he's got that adrenaline, you know. Adrenaline only lasts for <laughs> so long, anyways. <laughs> hey, at least it works in Max Payne, right? Because yeah, the way you refill your your slow mo meter is with um, what is it, pills? Yeah, yeah. At least that makes sense. Yeah, and I do like this bit where you know Brian, they they got this shipment, and he makes a deal with the like, okay, I guess I'll bring in. The stuff I've got, you know, Dom and this, um, is it drugs? Yeah, I think it's drugs. Yeah, it's just, it's just drugs. Yeah, and I like the way he plays that, but, but I guess we have this scene here first. Yeah, no, he's like, all right, so we kind of found Braga's operation, and we got the drugs, so let's bring that in. And the, the the chief is like, hang on, we're gonna, we got to get Toretto, because he's more important than Braga, apparently. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> yes, because guy who while was st- guy who was stealing is more important than guy selling drugs. Apparently, he's got to do it because he's got to save Brian's soul. If he can get rid of this guy, then Dom will be fully committed to the the force. So, hey, at least this guy's nice to like you know leave the stuff behind. Yeah, I thought this was kind of smart. Yeah, hide it in the impound yard. You know, why would they look there? Unless one of the uh, criminals associated with Braga just happens to go to the uh, impound lot to get his vehicle back. And it's like, hey, isn't that one of his armored trucks or one of his Humvees? There you go. Yeah, it could be. And we got this little 10 second car uh, recap from the first movie. That's Yeah, it's pretty nice. I, I like that part. Or reprieve, I should say. Yep. All right, even that's like I know the Ty, Ty or Tyrese or sorry Rome did that in two, but like that's still like gonna hurt a lot. Yeah, he did it like it was nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I think we're in like action movie territory. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, what gave it away? The <laughs> the beginning when Brian like jumped off that roof of the criminal, or sorry, the guy he was pursuing. Yeah, I think we get an even worse example later on, but. But yeah, what's this place? Is this Mia's home? Because I think this is in Mexico. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know if it was in Mexico. I thought it was still in LA somewhere. No, because I didn't think they went across. Maybe, I guess they did go across the border, yeah. So I don't know where this is. No, she, yeah, they came back. Yeah. Because they went through an impound lot. He's like, yeah, I'm a federal agent. I got to store this here. He's like, yeah, I go in the back. Yeah. So I assumed it was LA. And again, I don't know why I was getting some Transformers vibes from this. Just because I saw that like oil... Um. Yep. <laughs> whatever you call. Sorry, I forget what you call it, but oil pump or whatever it was. Yeah, mill or I don't know what they call it. mill. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then we get the the dinner scene. Yeah. And Make him say the prayers first because he reached for the food. You know, a little recap again or a pre. Not only that, but yeah, he ate. Yeah, he ate the food, which is like you can't. You're not supposed to do that, Dom. Because remember back in the first one. Yep. He he's changed. He grilled. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, you, you oh. or he's forgotten. Look at his beer because he took that sip. Did you see it? I saw it. I was like, when I first watched this, I'm like, no way. Like, is is it that foamy? Like, geez. Oh, it was completely going over. You could see it dripping down. 
Like, jeez, like, I, all right, I guess it's gone. Yeah, little, uh, yeah, they probably didn't notice that until they were in the edit. Like, oh, crap, we should have taken that out of there. <laughs> yeah, I guess the carbonation is gone there, eh? Oh, it'll stick around. No, beer is hyper, yeah, carbonated. All right, well, that's why. I... Especially those cheaper or lighter beers, I should say. I guess so, because there's no way I would even be having beer, because if I can't stand, like, you know, carbonation, and then, like, there's no way I could drink beer. Yeah, with, with something like a Corona, yeah, if you take a f- sip too fast, it'll just, like, ex- explode with foam. Oh, jeez, like, is are we talking, okay, here's, here's my question. Does it have about the same carbonation as, like, a Jones soda, if you remember what those taste like? Oh, yeah, much more, much more, but... Oh, okay, yeah, then I would literally not be able to drink beer since I cannot handle carbonation. And it's not all beers. It's mainly the light beers that have that issue. What's more strong? Because it's been so long since I've actually, like, tasted it in a way, like, you know, having sips of it. Is Coke stronger than Jones, or is Jones stronger? Oh, wow, I haven't had Coke in a number of years, but I I feel like Coke's stronger. Uh, Coca-Cola, sorry, just uh, making it clear. (laughs) Oh, oops, I thought we were talking about something else. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yes, it's so long since I've been snorting that Coke, anyway. So clearly, since my nose is so white. See, even that cell phone that he just had there. I mean, yeah, no, these aren't... I don't know, are these 2009 cell phones? or? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. They don't look like... I mean, smartphones are still, like, you know, in the infancy. And yeah, like, The iPhone right. 3 came out in, like, was it 08, I think? Oh, this... <laughs> just plows and breaks like whose house is this and he just Uh, destroys it it's just a set dude don't worry (laughs) (laughs) like someone's got to fix that later the the aftermath of this fight it's just yeah not really oh (laughs) man he's just getting tossed around hey where's that close guard that you had with uh rome man like what are you doing yeah he looks like he's gonna kill him he smashed his head against that that table and then Oh, this part. All right, never mind. That makes sense now that he's going for the armbar. Spinebuster. And, of course, that doesn't work because, yeah, that actually can happen. All right, so we get some more uh, information that apparently Letty was acting with Brian. She came to Brian and wanted to clear his name. Oh. So is this like Letty's hideout or something? Because how do you get that cell phone? Maybe. Oh, well, that was in her. That was in her little like um, bo- box of of belongings. Yeah, where did he get that? Well, it was in a box that said Letty, and then he like found this envelope or this, this <laughs> I don't know piece of like yeah this this envelope or seal that had the cell phone in it, and then like when he I guess called or whatever it hit, you know went to Brian's cell phone and he's like, uh oh. Yeah, I guess Brian would know where she lived, so maybe that was maybe that was her little hideout area. Maybe. Um, and I know we like talked over the scene of like, you know, yeah, we, you know, I don't know if it's making up, but certainly like, you know, catching up again between me and Brian and yeah. Yeah. I think that was a nice scene. Yeah. It was a nice scene. Sorry if I talked over that as I usually do, but <laughs> yeah. And this is a scene I mentioned earlier about Brian almost holding this stuff hostage. He comes in, he's like, okay, I've got a new plan and you may have ordered me to bring in Dom and the shipment. But I need to use it to lure out Braga. So I'm just, I didn't bring it in. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a little bit like annoying if this is, okay, this is one of my problems with the Mission Impossible films, where every film is basically they're dismantling the, except for two, they're dismantling the IMF. 
<laughs> so is it like Brian's on the line to lose his, you know, his job on the force? And I don't know if I like that. That keep happening. Like, whatever. Go on. Yeah, that's why I said it feels like they're just kind of redoing the plot from the first movie, where at the end of this he's going to once again leave the force. And so it's kind of like, oh, why did we backtrack from the second movie by making him a federal agent again, only to just redo what they did the first time? Just yeah, that's a, that's another bit of rebooting. You know, it's half remake, half sequel, and yeah, re- recycling some stuff we've seen before. I don't know. Feels like they could have been a little bit more creative with some of that stuff. Yeah, potentially. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's uh, what do you? How many rewrites do you think this this script needed? Like two or or just one? That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe I would probably go with two, at least. Yeah. Okay. For like like we know better. We're just guys who are on a podcast and are not you know affiliated with Hollywood or any indie artists. So yeah, what do we know? <laughs> We can't gap back. We can't backseat game or couch quarterback. <laughs> I was I was into the the Fast and the Furious franchise back in the day during those first two. I remember feeling like the third one was a misstep. I remember seeing this one in the theater and being like, I don't know if I need to keep watching this franchise. I felt like it was starting to feel like it was grinding its wheels. So, so maybe that's you know, I, yeah, I'm not a Hollywood writer, but just as an audience, I felt that at the time like something was wrong. There you are. You're just like, I don't know how much more I can invest myself in this. Yeah. But hey, you know, they made it all the way to 11 entries. So maybe I'm the outlier. <laughs> no, I guess we're outliers. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's just that we like, there was a, there were kind of rules that we had. in the fr- Again, we were kind of impressed by that first one for like, you know, yeah. how much they're actually like how much character and, you know, how much like it wasn't a schlock film. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, sure, it has some, like, you know, it has some smut in it, but, like, there's actually some meat to eat uh, to chew on in, in it. Yeah, and it's it struck a great, or struck a great balance of being a kind of fun, cheesy Hollywood action movie, but also have a lot of character stuff and a story that felt like it all came together really nicely. Yeah, what do you think of that Just Like Old Times line? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. How would you think? Uh, like, I think it's too early. Like, maybe in, like, Mm. six, you could say that. But, like, in this, I'm like, you're referring to what happened in one. I'm like, uh, are you referring to, like, when, what's his name? When, um, when Johnny Tran was, like, you know, between the two of you guys? Or, Mm. because I feel like you would say that, again, in, like, two movies well i guess to be fair i guess it has been eight eight years since that first film for them yep it certainly has and by the way i don't know if paul walker has aged at all yeah definitely not badly by by any means but no certainly not i think uh vin diesel's of course aged as well but i think it's less noticeable yeah certainly oh and here we go the uh hmm. we get braga finally yeah, potentially Braga. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we also got a similar. 
I guess, setup of like, again, two Fast Two Furious, excuse me. Again, yep. kind of like two Fast Two Furious, again, where we have like a situation of like, you know, the the drug leader. Uh, we need to we need to get him because he's to to be fair, he's not running yet. But he's like I, I don't know, he's like he needs to be caught. That's that's what that's what's happening. He needs to be caught. Yeah, and he's been caught caught unawares, like taken back a step. And yeah, we have this this plot of them trying to do a little a little sting operation. There you go. You know, wait wait for your cue. Brian's gonna give them the cue. And that's when he says that, that's when you move in and get the uh, the bad guy. Yeah. And for another repeated note, we see his his partner who doesn't trust him just decides that they're going to act without getting waiting for the cue. And both times it ends up being a screw up. I wouldn't say partner. I would just say like maybe co-worker because <laughs> yeah. like the, the 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 gal in the chair is technically his partner. That's fair on the same case. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but by the way, this this Braga character, he seems to look like um, he looks like Sam Neill for some reason. Sam Neill? Yeah, he looks like Sam Neill. Uh, I don't know if I can see it, but fair enough. But one thing I don't get here is, I mean, they both figure out that it's not Braga, which seems to make sense. What I don't get is how Brian suddenly out of nowhere realizes that that's Braga. Uh, movie told them <laughs> script told them they wrote the script oh man I, I guess he i guess he had them talking in his ear maybe they're like maybe they knew maybe they had photos of can't compo and so they could be like that guy's braga <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it was but they didn't really tell us yeah maybe there was just like a realization they were really like okay here's this like old man who we think is Braga because you think he's like, you know, an older gentleman, but nah, it turns out it's that guy. So, so maybe it was just the, Oh, well, it's kind of that like villain revealed. Yeah. I forgot when Brian was, was sneaking around at their door and looking in, it was that old guy that was sitting with him. So maybe, yep. maybe that was his cue. He was like, wait a minute. He was going to meet with Braga, but if the old man isn't Braga, it must be him. Yes. Yeah, so that's how he like told and, that's how he like discerns like who is who. Yeah. Potentially. I did think it was funny that Brian didn't blow up on that guy and blame him. He was just like, I guess we all fucked up this time. Cause it was that guy's fault. If they would have just waited, it would have been, yeah, it would have been, uh, turned out differently. So. Yeah. I'm kind of like, all right, what's going on here? Like, how come he's not like, how come his actions are? Cause if, I mean, if they're, if they're looking at Brian and be like, all right, hang on a second, sir. Like, how come this guy's not getting like, you know, get, getting called out for his actions of like moving in too quick. Cause they, yeah. if they have like the evidence of like, here's what he looks like. Here's what Braga looks like. It was the second command the whole time. Like, why didn't you know they grill him but of whatever that's not important yeah exactly it's important that it was everybody's fault oh yes and here's when he's doing the rebuilding rebuilding his dad's car of his actual dad's car not the other way around yeah hey so what if uh what if 
one of his coworkers followed him and found Dom here. Yeah, well, again, it's, yeah, it really bothers me. Like, why didn't they have someone supervising or uh, staking out Mia's house? If we see Dom come back, yeah, that's when we move in and arrest him. Because he's just hanging out here. He's not even worried. He's got the door open. <laughs> yeah, aren't you a wanted criminal <laughs> still? Uh, and that was the whole reason he left Letty. They're getting too close. They're really after me. Someone really wants my head. Yeah, and then Letty, uh, you know, went and did a deal with the cops and, well, paid for her life with that. Yeah, and now he's just hanging out at his, his old house. <laughs> uh, that's where the cops would least expect him. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's just like the impound, exactly. Yeah, no, no criminal expects the drugs to be in the impound. Uh, you know, I'm wondering at what point I should let these kind of things go because seeing some of the trailers for these later ones, I don't know if they're all if they start going into a crazy direction. Well, like a turn your brain off situation. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still I can't quite get there with this one, you know, after. Yeah. That first batch. I guess but. we'll give a we'll give a uh, a series ranking, you know, at the end of this film again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, good intimate scene, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't really like, eh. <laughs> I did think it was funny that Dom. I mean, he must have known that they were, you know, getting intimate in her kitchen, and he was just, I guess, looking the other way and. <laughs> oh i should have mentioned i went back and i watched some deleted scenes from the first one and it turns out that mia was supposed to be a doctor oh or she was trained sorry she's training to be a doctor so i guess canonically that was talked about in this one in, in that first one but in this one they finally like i guess canon canonic canonized it canonicized it whatever um because yeah it's like yeah that's that's why she was here was basically to be the doctor <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah but here we are driving to the climax that's a nice shot there oh yeah this is some good shots right now um can't believe he's packed the brian's car looks shitty oops sorry <laughs> uh, can't believe he's packing a subaru that's pretty good though for what train they're on but even still as long as subarus i've been told by my uh gearhead buddies that are grease monkey buddy that like they're actually really good off-road i've heard that too it just looks shitty in comparison to the car next to it. i mean that's a 2009 or 2008 subaru so and i don't know which kind it is but still i'm like i'm gonna say give me a break but like cut it some slack man <laughs> oh and here's a scene where i mean look at him he seems charmed he's like i don't know I... And maybe i'm just wrong at reading people even though I feel like I'm good at reading people, and I'm just like, I don't know, I think he's still like, maybe it's a subtle attraction, I have no idea. Hey, speaking of- What do you think about Gal? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, hey, what's your status right now? Like, what, are you still with Braga's organization, or what, what happened? I think she was so enamored by Dom that she's decided to give it up for him. She's decided that she's going to let him- take down her whole organization because she thinks he's hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she saw that he loved that Letty and she's like, okay, you know, go ahead and kill these guys. And maybe after you're done killing them, maybe there'll be room in my bed for you. 
<laughs> or I'll, there'll be room in your bed for me. Uh, okay, I guess it's like uh, James Bond wooing one of the you know he- yep. hench ladies. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like that's what we're. Yeah, we're where we're supposed to take it. Yeah, and take that as you will. I mean, yeah, she's. I think she's okay in this. I think she has some some fine chemistry. The character, I if this is a character that's going to continue, I don't think this was a good introduction for. Her. Yeah, I think you know Godot. Godot, excuse me, does a good job. She yeah plays a person of Spanish descent. I was thinking about that too, which yeah. is <laughs> kind of funny. But I mean, fair enough. Like you know, the previous year in Quantasols, it was that like was it Ukrainian woman or whatever her name yeah. was playing a Hispanic woman? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Absolutely. I think she's supposed to be Cuban. And yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's from the Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's apologies. That's triggered some people. I'm sorry. I'm just going by what happened in, you know, previous year or in uh, 2008, excuse me, from this. Uh, this is an interesting scene where I guess we're trying to humanize um, Braga with uh, giving money to the church. Although I'd uh, question this uh, this father about where he's getting his funds from, but even still. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe I've just seen enough stuff about like Mexican cartels where this just feels like kind of paint by numbers. Like this, I, I've seen this kind of thing a lot. I mean, it might, you think it's also Dutch angle. Um <laughs> Do you think it's close to life? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think a lot of people who play so close to their death all the time, you know, in a role like this, I think a lot of them do tend to lean towards religion because they think a lot about what's going to happen when they die, which could come any day. So it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think? Paying, giving some of that stolen money to the church is going to help him out if he's, uh, yeah. I don't know about the church with blood money, but that's a whole other argument that we probably shouldn't get into. No, yes. Yeah, if you're not going into the political t- commentary here, I won't go into the religious commentary here. Yeah. <laughs> you and me were not so different. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, take a take a shot for that. Or no, <laughs> take a drink. Everybody, take a full like drink of your like. You know, whatever you have, spice, rum, vodka, whatever you have in your pints, like, you know, you know, finish the whole glass. By the way, I really like Brian that he just turns away. He's like, I don't agree with this, but I'm just going to look somewhere else. I'm not going to watch him shoot this guy's head off. Dude, he said like Bud was like, this is where my jurisdiction <laughs> ends when they were with Godot. <laughs> and then he just turns around and like, oh, OK, you want me to arrest him? OK, I guess you're not going to blow his head off. Hey, by the way, I thought this guy here was Phoenix, who's like trying to check up on Braga. I, I thought it was Phoenix for some reason, but it's not. Just again, looks like a guy similar to Phoenix. Damn. Hey, similar facial structure. All right, I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. What? <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, that scene reminded me of part of a scene from C.S. Manos. Um. And I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's in Mexico. I don't know if that's a good reason or not. But Now, would you prefer it if Dom killed that guy? Or do you like him slightly more heroic? 
Um, well, I mean, heroes and villains, like, would he have gone down a road or would he have redeemed himself somehow or, or how would have, I don't, I don't know, like, oh God, I guess if religion or, or yeah, I don't know if this is a real thing or, well, okay, fuck this so. Phoenix guy. Yeah. Oh, cockfighting? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I hope that's not saying anything anyway. Okay, anyway. Um, but that's a good question. When it comes to, like, morality is kind of a... I guess this film is... Oh, yeah, I think this whole series has been, like, the discussion of morality. It's not into, like, the whole philosophical ethics of it. It's kind of like, you know, face value morality. But yes. <laughs> nonetheless, there is morality. In and it's not as much as you would see in, like, a John Woo film. But morality unless is talked about probably is a good thing that he didn't do that or else he probably would i mean other than braga and his men you know selling drugs to people he hasn't really done any okay maybe that's okay oh are you kidding me inherently he's bad all those racers i guess so yeah he did have his like men kill there you go see i didn't think of that yeah, he was murdering i mean how many shipments have they brought in if and every time he murders all the racers that's yeah, the, and then drugs themselves are also like you know doing or are any people who are getting addicted to that stuff and selling it to like kids or you know um, oh, what is it at risk individuals? Yeah, it's kind of iffy. I love that truck, by the way, that little Chevy. Um, by the way, I, I did like that what what Phoenix did when he came like when he came in where he like you know blasted some of his own guys of just like you idiots don't shoot at Braga. Oh yeah, don't shoot the cars. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, "Damn, here we go." Did this shot here is nice. This... It's it's let's put it this way. Uh, um, Fury Road ripped this off. <laughs> I was thinking of Mad Max. Yeah. yeah, that's all I could think of. Oh, that was the shot I meant when he knocks out his uh, window with his elbow, and it, there's no blood. There's yep. <laughs> I was like, he did it so easily. I was like, mm. I will say though, this part kind of when when he's like, you know got a shotgun and shooting like, you know, either their cars to smithereens or, you know, destroying their tires does remind me of the avalanche Mad Max video game where, you know, you can do that. Oh yeah. Racing wise. I think that desert stuff was the best stuff in this movie racing wise or, or car stuff wise. And then we get to this. Oh boy. (laughs) How does he remember where this is by the way? Yeah, Yeah. He's driving at immense speed. He can't see it. Which, by the way, I didn't ask. How did they get back into this? Like, how did they get back to Mexico? Because, like, Dom would have had to go through customs or, you know, go through the border crossing. So yeah, I guess I guess the FBI let him through. Uh, I, I thought he was. Yeah, and it's. Uh, OK, anyway, moving on. It's different organizations, border control and the FBI. I don't know if they could just uh, decide. Boy. But I guess we're just not supposed to think about it. Uh, maybe he just had Dumb in his truck. No, because he had Dumb's cart. Car- never mind. And I, I really do think that setting their their climactic chase in these in these tunnels, it's just not visually exciting. It, so it just feels really off. I think for Fast and the Furious franchise so far, this feels like it's jumping the sh- some sort of shark. Yeah, I mean we had a a dark scene in the last one when we were on that mountaintop, mm-hmm. but it was at least a race determining something. Oh God, the C- the CGI glass. It just, Oh yeah. That was... <laughs> oh boy. 
Oh, okay, wrapped. Oof, that's yeah. a wrap. Yeah, there's just something about this setting that feels so unrealistic. The speeds that they're going at, it just even these guys being fantastic drivers, it just does not seem in any way believable to me. And imagine the uh, imagine how terrible the air quality would be in there. All this exhaust fumes and oh yeah, no, that's a good point. Dust everywhere. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Yeah, what do you think about this climax? I was just waiting. I was just basically waiting to like. I know what you mean. It does feel claustrophobic, and yeah, a bit. Yeah, it's certainly different and sets itself apart from all the other climaxes of the previous movies. But we have like. You know, the, the main guy, we have the bad guy in the car with them. And he's basically, you know, trying to get rescued, be rescued by Phoenix here. Oh, geez. Okay, how that didn't kill him is beyond me, but. Oh, absolutely. That's, a, that's, yeah. That's action movie logic right there. And I'm like, uh, I mean, guess Phoenix's car is in a okay shape. Yeah, him's okay. I mean, he should be a little bit more fucked up, I would think, but. <laughs> I don't know why I kind of like that, where he's just, you know, bouncing up and down, like, get me out of here. I don't know. That was kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Suddenly he became pathetic, Braga. But yeah, it's sort of. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, oh, God, this moment. Could have been more. So that's it for this car, eh? Like, because that's his dad's car. Yeah, just doesn't care anymore. Like, goodbye. There's never an, a comment on it for the rest of this movie that, oh, that was... Yeah, damn. like, that was your car, man. Like, that was that was your dad's... Like, you said that meant so much to you and just threw it away like it was disposable lemon or something like that. Yeah. It was just iconography at this point. Just a classic kind of remake, reboot stuff. Hey, aren't you going to, like, free him of his chains? And of course, Brian's just got like the tiniest little bit of damage. He can still get up and like walk around like he's fine. The car just rolled like five times. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, it certainly puts him in a good position of being damaged or well, damaged, but injured. So I buy it. Oh, and of course, he has to do the wheelie again. Second time this film. Oof. And even though he, even though he didn't want to kill Braga, ooh, that's CGI. He's fine killing this guy, pussy. Well, in a way, it's the he was. Even though Braga was the one that like loaded the gun, he was the one that like shot Letty. So, I guess that's why he's like, eh, I'm okay with this. Yeah, Braga is the bigger scumbag. I mean, that guy, especially in a world that revolves around. The underground of of racers and people who are passionate about cars. The fact that he was just executing all those people, I mean, that's dark for this for this franchise. Those are those people that we like killing the drivers. I ain't running anymore. Yeah, I mean, we 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 let Verone be spared, and I guess we let this guy also be spared. So, I guess Phoenix was collateral damage. Oops. Yeah, it is fun with Verone. You know, they all they all smiled at each other at the end of that movie. <laughs> Albeit with 
Rome's inappropriate, but I guess it's in character <laughs> joke of don't drop the soap. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Brian's like, oh, he's going to be out in a few months. That's this thing going to stick. I love that. <laughs> yeah, which oddly sounds, even though I didn't say this in that film, but oddly sounds realistic as well. Yeah. And what do you think about the turn here? Dom's decided I'm not going to run anymore. I'm going to face the law and see if I can get my name. Can I can I actually just point out one thing in the previous sure. scene? I actually saw some tire marks. I didn't notice this the first time, but I noticed some tire marks that I think almost was like the trail that they were supposed to go down. Like they had filmed that scene beforehand. Oh. <laughs> like when all the cops were coming in, I think I noticed like some tire tracks that like indicated this is like where they they like planned it out, if that makes sense. Like they did, they oh, did like funny. a previous take or whatnot. So I'm like, huh. Also, Brian weirdly looks like Stephen Amell in the scene, or Stephen Amell <laughs> gives off some. I don't know why. It's, it's weird. But. Yeah, I don't like Brian in the suit. I wish that they would get him out of that as quick as they could. <sighs> well, you don't like seeing Paul Walker in a suit? Not as his character. It just does not feel right. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm happy that reality, at least some part of reality, was legitimized or at least stuck in that like yeah there's no reason he would get like a full pardon Mm -hmm. i mean with rome it makes like you could sort of say like okay now that makes sense like he made a proper deal yeah yeah. i didn't there was no formal agreement or whatnot so like with this it's like you know he at least tried to face the system and well it didn't work which not surprising yeah i like that brian left he probably immediately called these guys up. Hey, we got to break, break our brother out. And I'm like, well, that's it then, eh? Like, that means that Brian... And also is in Wait, the... Is that... Is that Dom's yeah, car? Yeah, that's Dom's car. What the... F- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Which I didn't realize until... I think I saw the... I saw the... Uh, I realized the cross, but I was like, wait a minute. How did they recover that? It was completely destroyed in flames uh the script says shut up <laughs> and we even saw that the place got buried we saw it get buried oh. yep no 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 this um <laughs> i will say i like what mia's outfits what she's in uh i think that looks nice oh now we get like an in- internal shot of the car with like inside the motor with the pistons are all right fair enough yeah um, but that's, he's just, he, Brian crossed the line, eh? Like that's like, there's no going back from this, eh? Like, no, no he's way. He's breaking a criminal out. Like you can't that, like, that's it. Like you can't, you just gotta get, a, you gotta get rid of him. He's like, he can no longer be like part of the authority. Yeah. And I guess kind of like the, the rebooting with Star Trek 09, this one was like, we'll take the stuff that we'll pay. We'll take the structure of that first movie blend it with the second one a little bit and then just heighten everything. So, you know, in the first one, Brian just lets Dom go into the sunset. This time he's got to, you know, take the active role of breaking him out himself and making sure that he gets away. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I... Okay. I know I've listened to some of Don Omar's tracks, but I still couldn't tell which character he was. <laughs> Sorry, Don Omar was was listed there. He was one of the. Um, he's a. I believe he's either. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if he's. I forget if he's Mexican or if he's Dominican Republic. But he's one of the. Um, he's he's a musician. Excuse me, or an artist down there. Excuse me. Oh, and he's saying that he was one of those those guys. Well, he was listed in the credits, so I'm like, mm. 
I don't know which one he was, so like, um, I still don't know which one he got, which guy he was. Nope, sounds like it's there's some Fast and Furious going on your end over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get some guy, I get some hot rodders coming down through this this way. Yeah, there you go. Like you said before, like you know, you know, this ain't the Guilford area. People in my area often, yeah, you'll see it's anywhere. Like it's it's not exclusive to any part of it's everywhere, dude. Like yeah, any guy, it's a power fantasy for Prince's sakes. Even I love going fast. All right, <laughs> I definitely. Oh, what's funny though is that Don Omar is credited as Don Omar. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Which is fine. He's playing himself, but still. Yeah, but but even though I feel like we've said, uh, I feel like we've said our piece throughout this to some degree. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this one? Having arrived at the end credits here. Uh, well, actually, what I was going to say was, do you think by the end of this, this is supposed to be like almost if not only a reboot, but it's also like an origin film? That's yeah. I think I mentioned maybe it was in the last one that I felt like when I left the theater with this one, it, it was like, okay, those first three felt like they were all kind of doing their own thing. This one feels like we're setting the groundwork for a franchise that's going to follow this template. For whatever reason, this one just feels like it was molding something in particular. So, so yeah, it, it does feel like they were yeah setting up with this one. Yeah. The first or the third one that Lynn directed or the, sorry, Tokyo Drift, which he directed, kind of still felt like he was mimicking what the first one was doing. And this, it's like in that in that like template, I guess, almost with the formula. This is like a new formula. Like he re, like they rewrote the code, they created an engine from the ground up, and this is like you know, I guess they're from going here forth. They're there. This is what they're gonna stick with. Oh boy! So you know, the cars are less flashy and yeah this the directing style is there as well so this will uh certainly be interesting uh i also want to comment on the score by brian tyler um you know who also was wait i say is brian tyler yeah um who did you know the john wick films and many other scores and you know was also with marilyn manson um just his band i mean excuse me um I actually didn't mind the score. It sounded, it sounds very 2008 or <laughs> again, that, that era of like, you know, late, late aughts, which is kind of funny, but anyway, Transformers one, this doesn't sound like, or Transformers 2007, this sounds not, but anyway, um, is this a turn your brain off film? I guess so. But again, like the first one's not. Yeah. So here's our, again, we, we, here's our conflicting, thoughts with this is that like we like the first one like yeah there's there's some stuff that doesn't hold up and whatnot but like i think we'll keep saying this there was meat to that one like yeah as as stupid as it sounds it's like throwaway is like the fast and furious sounds they actually had some thought to it yep and like this one can tries to continue that and be like a follow-up to the first one but I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel in that same vein. Yeah, it feels like they gave it to a Michael Bay imitator to some degree. There you go. That's a good comparison. Yeah, and it just yeah, it's an it's it's an odd combination. And I feel like they felt like I guess because it's late odds, they had to suck away a lot of that kind of fun cheese of those first two. 
I think that gave it a unique flavor. And this one is, is lacking some of that flavor, I think. You know, like, first off, when we say Michael Bay, I think we mean the parts that Michael Bay does right. And yeah, sure, it shows like, you know, the... The, the, uh, the attractive side of the female body, yeah. but not in the same way Michael Bay does. Like, of course it like has those shots, but it's not as, I mean, you could say they linger, but I think there's a difference between what they showed here and then what Michael Bay does. And I was even thinking of bad boys when I was thinking of the way Brian was being a cop. I was wondering that. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of that. <laughs> Except at least in this, they have a bit of a comment of like, yeah, I'm, you know, he, he doesn't really seem like he's fit for a cop. Yeah, and he kind of like, well, they said that in two as well, right? Yeah, whereas bad boys, they always celebrate them for being bad cops. That's what makes it so gross. Yeah. That at the end, after all their hideousness, they're still celebrated at doing it right. And the two of them sing together, bad boys, bad boys, what are you going to do? Will we come for you? Like, it's just, it's just so tasteless and horrible. <laughs> Those fucking movies. God. Uh, and also on the other side, this is, yeah, this soundtrack was also, has uh, Pitbull in it a lot. I think this is in the better phase of his career. I don't know. I didn't, hmm. I only listened to like his stuff from like 2010 and 11. That's pretty much it. So <laughs> what do I know? I'm just going to throw that out there. But back to what you said. Yeah, it's actually funny that you men- mentioned that. If this were still had like, you know, not the over the topness, but certainly had the style and tone to the first one in 2009. I gotta say, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting to see, like, how mm. people would react. To that. I guess, like, technically, I guess Speed Racer took that idea or that identity. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I, I, I shrug. I just throw, like, I guess <laughs> it sort of did that. Although on a more CGI level, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> this out there. Oh, but I guess to give my little bit of final thoughts... um, and I guess the ranking too. I'll throw that in there up to this point. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, I was expecting coming back to think out of these two, this and Tokyo Drift, that I was I was thinking that Tokyo Drift would be a lot lower than this one. But I think I'm switching. I think Tokyo Drift is actually still closer to the vein of that first, those first two. And I think it, although it had many issues as well, I think it worked ultimately better than this one did. We're slow. Sorry, we're slowly like like going further away from the first one. Yeah, and this one feels like it was a big, like if the second one was like a half step away, maybe a whole full full step. Maybe I just have some 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 charm for that one. I just enjoy the overall vibe. Tokyo Drift was definitely like a step away, maybe two steps away. This one is yeah, it's like a like a half leap. It's like we're we're completely changing course and giving you something different. And I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm really willing to welcome that different quite yet. Maybe they could get there. There's like a sophistication that we want to be like we want to be treated as like a real film. Yeah. But like Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I can accept the stupid just don't remind me of that things don't like there's so many little bits in this where it just disrupted my viewing because I was like, wait, that doesn't quite connect. That doesn't quite make sense. And yeah, that, that just, it bothered me. 
I will say though, I guess we could, could we recommend this film as like a better alternative to like other action films potentially, or at least other like pop culture films? Yeah, not when that, not when those first three exist. I think all three of those okay. would, would serve the role that this could serve better than this film does. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Because if you want just kind of a fun, dumb car action movie, check out Too Fast, Too Furious. I mean, I think that falls into that category. And if you want something with some meat to chew on and, you know, actually that doesn't insult your intelligence, you know, first Fast and Furious. That's probably yeah. our, sorry, the 2001. I have to be specific, not the Roger Corman film from the 50s. <laughs> so would you put it in the same order? First, second, third? fourth or pretty much like i guess you know we got five six seven eight nine and uh hobbs and shaw so yeah it's kind of funny i wonder if we'll literally go in chronological order <laughs> we'll see yeah i'm hoping yeah, we'll, we'll certainly see and i didn't see this film in, at all until you know before when you know when i had to watch it in this viewing so it is pretty interesting though um i again five and six are uncharted territory for me oh you've never seen this one before oh no i guess I, did, I probably should have mentioned that oops sorry oh wow so you'd only seen the first three before before this retrospective no i only i started with well okay i only watched i think i no i started with seven and then went to one. Oh, okay so two and three were were new for you yeah sorry i guess i yeah i didn't mention that i'm sorry oh yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I think I yeah, maybe I maybe I'm thinking of yeah. I don't know which one I saw when I was like a kid. Maybe it was just Dead or Alive. I I, I don't remember now. <laughs> I know I saw something. I saw some video game movie that was a little weird, but that's not that's not the point. Yeah, I know I've seen five, and I've seen like maybe the first twenty minutes of six. So, so I guess we'll even it all out. But but yeah, I'm excited to check out five relatively soon. And see if they can improve on this new formula with the introduction of The Rock. Yeah, I guess you could almost say like replacement Brian, eh? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't remember what his role is, but... Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm giving too much away, but like, <laughs> like fair enough. And you, I remember, I mean, you, did, you did see five or you did not see five? I did see five, yeah. Maybe... Okay, never mind. Got it. Yeah, maybe like two years after it came out, a buddy of mine wanted to watch it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but I guess, yeah, I guess that brings us around to the end. Thank you again for yeah, watching this with me, for discussing this this feature film here. You know, this was my idea, right? So if you're if you're tired of it, that's on me. You could you could blame me again. No, I'm still there, at least up till four. I'm still there. Still happy to be taking this journey. Actually, it's kind of funny. Like we're we're into our this is our quick. This is a, I'm not going to say our quick franchise, but like, you know, we're <laughs> at the same point we're in with transformers oh wow and uh i don't know which ones you're looking more forward to when it comes to the fifth entry if it's this one or or if it's five or it's last night ah uh, this shorter <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong <laughs> oh but yeah i guess i guess yeah i guess we'll reconvene on the next one then yeah Take us home. Take us home. Yeah, you got it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and affiliated for listening to this. As usual, we appreciate this. Um, yeah, I guess promotion for Fast 10. Go watch Fast 10, <laughs> I 
assume and I don't know, like wear your seatbelts and there you go. I don't know. Demand your media to be smarter written by not going to see films <laughs> that are stupid and spending your dollar, even though I just contradicted myself. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah Till next time. Peace. Speaking of April Fool's Day, did you hear about that? I guess I didn't send this to you, but did you hear that uh, Sega put out like a legit Sonic game called Who Murdered Sonic? I don't think it was called Who Murdered Sonic, but it was like, it was called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what it is. Oh, that sounds fun. Hmm. Yeah, it's on Steam right now for free. So I'm like, all right, so it's either like a light novel or it's one of those, again, mystery games. Except one of the posters, or not posters, one of the screenshots, maybe it's a promotional image, but one of the screenshots is of like Sonic and like Amy and Tails are in the background. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Like, why? Wait, what? Shouldn't it be like Amy, Tails, um, like Knuckles or whoever else of the cast instead of Sonic being there? Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit weird. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, I guess I could look this up live, but I don't know what IGN did this year for their. April Fool's Day jokes, excuse me. Yeah, How do, do they do a yearly one? I I don't pay enough attention. Yeah, they 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 used they, they did a lot of yearly ones. Um, one of the best ones I have to say still, I guess I can show it to you somehow. But they did, they did this one. This is in 2011, so this is like the perfect time. Um, they did this. I'll, I'll set the scene for you. Maybe people will all know this, but it was a. It was this like guy being briefed in this room, I guess, either being like he's trying to join this organization. He's, he's joining this organization and this guy is with him, you know, kind of explaining what the nature of their organization is. And he just explains like, you know, you have to you know, be the best of the best, the tough, the tough, you know, all that stuff. And we see like cutting back and forth between what's happening in this either interrogation or this like interview room and then what's happening out in like the streets where I think it's the same guy being interviewed is like chasing this guy down for some crime. And, you know, it gets to the point where they like meet each other. And then the reveal is that they both like whip out these wands. And it turns out it's called the auras or the Aurors, excuse me. And it's supposed to be like this cop show, but it's in Harry Potter. Oh, that sounds funny. It was actually, and this is 2011. I'm like, honestly, if, Warner Brothers wanted to, mm. that wouldn't actually be like, I know that I'm going to get canceled for saying this, but like, that actually would be like a legit show that would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Could be a fun spinoff. But obviously we can't do that because as soon as you mention that you get canceled because of, you know, who you're associating with. <laughs>
Yeah. So I still think that's a cool idea of like just setting like doing a mini series, especially if it's made by the British, like set, having like a little piece, police drama, um, uh, in like set in Britain, and it's the Aurors instead, like or Aurors. I can't, I can't say it properly, but like that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but I guess speaking of uh, police dramas, we should probably get this started. <laughs>